The Rookie Leaders Podcast, Episode 53, The Marine Corps Leadership Trait of Tact. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. So grateful that you're tuned in to this episode. I always try to let you know that I am grateful for you tuning in and listening into this content. I know you could be doing so many other things, so many other great things with your time, and you're choosing to devote this time to me and to listening to this podcast and this content for the purpose, I hope, of bettering yourself of bettering your leadership capabilities. And I'm so grateful that you're tuned in and listening in and so grateful that you're taking it upon yourself to better yourself uh, in that way. And I want to talk to you today a little bit more. We're going to continue on with our trek through the the 14 Marine Corps leadership traits. And today we're starting in on the word tie. So if you want to go back several episodes to um, the, the, uh, the previous episode, I believe, let me see, I believe it was episode 44. Let me look and make sure that's correct. Uh, no, it's not. Let's see. It's 46. Actually, if you want to go back to episode number 46, that's where you'll see that I kind of do a, an overview of the 14 leadership traits. They follow this acronym. JJ did tie buckle. We've been through JJ and we've been through the word did And now we're starting in the word tie. So the T in the word tie of that acronym that we learned way back in the Marine Corps days of boot camp, or the the, the T in the word tie, it stands for the word tact, okay? And I want to first share with you the, again, from the Marine Corps Leadership Manual, uh, what does it even mean? What, what, how does the Marine Corps define tact and what's the significance of that and, and some examples that it uses? And then I want to share with you, just from my own personal experience, three tips for maintaining, you know, tactful communication as a leader. Okay, so let's first start off with the Marine Corps manual and how does it define um, tact? Okay, so from the, right from the Marine Corps manual here, the word tactic says this. The definition is the ability to deal with others in a manner that will maintain good relations and avoid offense. More simply stated, tact is the ability to say and do the right thing at the right time. So let me explain this a little bit more. Oftentimes, as I talk about military leadership, I talk about my days in the Marine Corps, and I talk about that in the context of teaching leadership, a lot of people have this misconception that leadership in the military, especially the Marine Corps, it's all about rank. It's all about, uh, you know, who outranks who. And if someone who outranks you gives you a command or gives you an order, you just follow it. And and I'll acknowledge that that rank is important in the military. If it weren't important, then we wouldn't have rank in the military. It's obviously important. But I would submit to you that that's not leadership. Just because you outrank someone doesn't mean you're leading them, especially leading them well. Instead, I teach that great leadership is about relationships. And even in the context of military 
Um, just because you outrank someone doesn't necessarily mean they're going to willingly follow you, right? A good relationship with that person, and then you have an influence over them such that they will willingly follow you. And tact is very, very important, as it's stated here in the definition. Tact is very important in maintaining those relationships. As it says, the ability to deal with others in a manner that will maintain good relations and avoid offense. And then it's, it goes on to say, more simply stated, tact is the ability to say and do the right thing at the right time. So that's, in essence, the, that's what tact is, right? And as a leader, oftentimes you find yourself in high-pressure situations, stressful situations. Oftentimes you find yourself in contentious situations. Maybe you're, you know, some kind of conflict resolution, or maybe you're in some kind of a, you know, difficult conversation or, or a conflict resolution, I think I said, uh, but you're in those situations and your ability to maintain tactful communication in those situations will maintain the good relationships that you've done a lot of other things to build with your team members. You've done a lot of hard work, intentional activity to build great relationships with your team members in order that you can lead them better and you can easily destroy all of that hard work by not having tact in your communication. You, you spend a lot of time to build up the relationship, but it takes mere seconds to tear that relationship down. And one of the primary ways that you can, uh, you know, manage to tear apart those relationships is through poor communication, especially in those stressful situations, like I was just mentioning. In the Marine Corps manual, it talks about what is the significance of having tact, and it says this, the quality of consistently treating peers, seniors, and subordinates with respect and courtesy is a sign of maturity. Tact allows commands, guidance, and opinions to be expressed in a constructive and beneficial manner. This difference or deference must be extended under all conditions regardless of true feelings. That is super important, that significant statement here in the Marine Corps manual because it is so true. We're treating our peers, our seniors, our subordinates. We're always doing that with respect and courtesy because that's a, a sign of maturity and it allows these commands or these, these orders that we would give, even our opinions that we would express it allows them to be received in a construct, uh, constructive and beneficial manner, right? And, and it's always extended under all conditions, regardless of feelings. And I talked about earlier, oftentimes when we lose uh, our tact in our communication, it's when we are in high pressure, high stress, high conflict type of situations as a leader. That's normally when we lose it. And I'll talk a little bit more about that as I talk about some tips here for you. Uh, an example that's used here in the Marine Corps manual is a Marine discreetly points out a mistake in drill to an NCO, a non-commissioned officer, by waiting until after the unit has been dismissed and then privately asking which of the two methods are correct. So we have a Marine here that sees the mistake of a non-commissioned officer chooses not to correct that person, that non-commissioned officer, on the spot in front of everyone. Instead, in a tactful way, waits until they can talk to that person privately 
And then they don't talk to them in a, in a sense of berating that person for the mistake that they made, but rather asking questions. Would it, is it better that you do it the way you did it, or would it be better maybe if you did it this other way? You can see the tact in that form of communication and how it would maintain relationship. It wouldn't offend that particular person, and therefore that you're utilizing tact in that manner. All right. So that's tact. That's the significance of tact and an example of tact. Let me talk to you a little bit about some tips from a personal standpoint that that I would share with you related to how do you ensure that you are, you know, using tactful communication in your leadership. Number 1, I would say this. You need to you need to ensure that you subordinate your ego. Ego in my opinion is the number 1 failure in leadership. If you show me a leader that in some way has had a massive failure, I can almost guarantee you somewhere we can find ego got in the way of that person influencing those that they're leading, building relationships with those that they're leading, and just effectively leading that team. Ego was at play somewhere. And so if you want to maintain tactful communication, you have to subordinate your ego. You have to be able to do that. Again, oftentimes when we as leaders, we get caught in a situation where we lose our tact, it's in those high pressure situations. It's in those stressful situations. It's in those situations where there's a, there's confrontation or conflict and, and maybe there's disagreement. Maybe, maybe you are spelling out a vision for the next step for your team and someone disagrees with that and, and they voice that disagreement and now you find yourself uh, almost and maybe publicly almost in this this argument this disagreement on what are the right next steps if you allow your ego to get the best of you and you speak especially publicly in front of multiple people you speak in a way that that isn't tactful you've started to destroy the relationship with that person that you happen to disagree with but you've also started to to minimize the relationship you have with some of the other innocent bystanders if you will Right, so you got to be able to subordinate your ego. Don't let the emotions get in the way. Don't let uh, you know your your ego take charge and to um, and to cause you to respond or talk in a way, communicate in a way that isn't tactful. That's why I love that that uh, statement in the significance of of tact in the Marine Corps Manual, where it says this deference must be extended under all conditions regardless of true feelings. Basically, what that is saying is you have to subordinate your ego. Don't let your feelings, don't let your emotions get so charged in a way that would cause you to speak or to talk to your team members uh, in a way that would offend them, that would um, destroy the relationships that you're building. So step number one, you've, you just have to make it a practice, subordinate your ego. That applies to tact, but that also applies to leadership in general. You've got to be able to subordinate your ego as a leader. Now here's step number two I want to share with you is you have to be patient with your team. You have to learn to be patient with your team. Uh, I think the saying is uh, patience is a virtue. And it is so, so true. I, I know that it is very difficult to remain patient. I'm uh, the father of three teenagers right now. And so I, I've gone through uh, the the toddler. I've gone through the adolescent. I've now gone through the teenage years. 
uh, with our three children. And I get it. Patience, even with your children, is very, very difficult. But then, then you're in a, especially you're in a corporate setting and you're dealing with adults. You're not dealing with teenagers or adolescents. You're dealing with adults and they're supposed to be professional adults. And maybe they don't act or behave in a manner that you would want them to or according to your expectations. And it's so easy to get really, really impatient with your team when that's the case, when somehow, for some reason, they're not meeting your expectations. It's really easy to get impatient with your team. And the problem with that is when you get impatient with your team, that comes out in your communication. Okay, that that will, uh, when, when you become impatient with your team and frustrated with your team, that will be conveyed in your communication. And guess what that does? When you communicate to your team in a, in a frustrated manner or an impatient manner, that begins to erode the relationships that you've been building. And in fact, you, you might even begin to offend your team members in that way. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line here, and that is in this idea of expressing disappointment. Okay. So sometimes you are disappointed with your team members. And it's important as a leader to express the fact that you're disappointed in their performance or in the results or in their behavior. It's important as a leader that you express that disappointment. But you have to be really careful the manner in which you express that disappointment. You have to be careful that you tactfully communicate that disappointment. And again, if you let frustration and impatience drive that communication, even though you are communicating the important uh, aspect of I'm disappointed, the manner in which you communicate that in a frustrated and impatient, impatient manner will, again, begin to erode those relationships. So even when you're talking about disappointment, maybe you've got to talk about it with your team in a tactful manner. And the example that's used here, as I said earlier, an NCO has made a mistake in a drill and you go and you express your disappointment about that, uh, about that mistake by asking, would it be better if you did this or if you did that and let that person arrive at the right answer? And then you can say, I'm really disappointed that you didn't already know that, that you chose this other path, but you're doing that in a very tactful manner. You're not allowing the in, uh, impatience and the frustration to be conveyed in your communication. Therefore, you're communicating tactfully. You're maintaining those relationships. So that's tip number two. Tip number three that I would share with you is that you need to always be diligent to acknowledge your communication mistakes. The fact of the matter is there's going to be times as a leader where you communicate and you're not communicated in a tactful manner. Okay, sometimes you're going to let your emotions get the best of you or your ego. You're not going to be able to subordinate it or you're going to get, you know, in the heat of a moment, you're going to say something that you wish you hadn't said or you're going to say it in a manner in which you wish you hadn't said it. Right. Maybe you're going to express some disappointment because the team hasn't met expectation, but you do that in a in a frustrated manner. Maybe your your body language or your, your actual, you know, verbiage, your, your language, uh, or, or maybe the fact that you do it publicly versus privately. In some way, you're going to make a communication mistake, and it's going to be a lack of tact on your part. 
the most important thing that you can do in that case, and again, it will happen. It's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. And when it does happen, the most important thing that you can do is go to that person or to that group of people and do this in a timely manner and acknowledge the communication mistake. And it may be so grievous as you need to actually offer an apology, right? Uh, and and if that's the case, then then you need to do that. You need to offer no excuses. You just need to offer a sincere apology for the way in which you communicated that. Now, you're not necessarily acknowledging a mistake in what you said, right? Uh, so again, uh, the team in some way fails to meet your expectation. It's an important message to communicate your disappointment that they didn't meet expectation. But what you might need to acknowledge as a mistake and even apologize for is the manner in which you communicated that. So you're again, you're not necessarily needing to acknowledge a mistake or apologize for what you said, but rather the way you said it. Uh, because you said it in a manner or you communicated it in a manner that was lacking intact, right? And, and it's okay to say that to the team or to the person. Hey, I'm I'm really sorry yesterday how I expressed my disappointment and you not meeting those expectations. I, I did not use uh, appropriate tact in sharing my disappointment with you you know, I, I got too loud about that, or I got too frustrated or emotional about that, or, or I shared that with you in front of everyone, right? You, you need to acknowledge those communication mistakes and apologize for those communication mistakes very quickly. Again, you don't want to be in a situation where you say, remember last month when you didn't meet my expectations and in that team meeting, I shared with you that I was disappointed. I shouldn't have done that in front of everyone. Uh, you don't want to be talking about last month, right? So in a, in a very timely manner, acknowledge the communication mistakes, apologize when it's necessary. And again, you're most likely acknowledging the mistake of how you communicated something, not necessarily what you communicated. Certainly there are times where you may communicate something, you may say something that literally you should not have said that at all. And when that's the case, then you're acknowledging that mistake and apologizing for even saying what you said or communicating what you said, right? So those are the three tips that I would share with you as it relates to um, maintaining tactful communication as a leader that will maintain good relations, avoid offense, and just enable you to effectively lead your team. Those three tips, again, are subordinate your ego, be patient with your team and acknowledge communication mistakes when you do make them. I certainly hope that has helped you. I hope you're enjoying this series as we go through the 14 leadership traits. Uh, next week will be on the letter I, and we're going to talk about integrity. Or I'm sorry, actually, no. Next week, I'm going to bring to you a great interview that I had with a good friend of mine, Earl, from the Leadership Phalanx. Um, we, two Marines taught nerding out on leadership again, uh, and you're going to love that interview. So be sure that you tune in next week into, uh, ep, uh that'll be episode number 54. So be sure that you tune in for that because you're going to love that interview with Earl, um, uh, from the leadership phalanx. So be sure you, you, again, that you tune into that and then we'll get back on track with our 14 leadership traits. We're going to talk about integrity, the next I in our JJ did tie buckle acronym. So again, 
I hope you understand now tact and the need for tact as a leader and some tips on how to utilize that uh, in your leadership. So until I speak to you again next week, be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.